Episode 47, Jackson. What the fuck? Hello, and welcome to Star What the Fuck, the podcast where we talk about the Star Wars universe one useless fact at a time. I'm your host, Jason Tagmeyer, and along with me... Marty Cam And our good buddy, Alex. Uh, he's hopping around the galaxy, uh, planet to planet, um, being, being rabbit-ish. Uh, Alright, well, if you can't take a guess, we're talking about one of the most infamous things... In the Star Wars galaxy, I think. Uh, in the uh, expanded universe, at least. I mean, it's so, like, ridiculous that you won't believe it ex- even exists. Yes, it's one of those things that, like, exists in the universe that we somehow accept is existent. Kind of like E.T. in the Senate. Yeah. But E.T. in the Senate is a fun little cameo. This is a character with dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We're talking today about Jackson. J-A-X-X-O-N. And if you don't know who Jackson is, Jackson was a quick-witted... Oh, he was. Does that mean he's deceased? Jackson was a quick-witted leppy smuggler from Coachella Prime. Coachella Prime. Uh, the most rambunctious of his family's 13 children. He left his home world at an early age after stealing an unprotected freighter. Um, yeah, he's a rabbit that wears a space suit. Yep. And appeared in a... He appeared in the Marvel Star Wars comic. I believe that yes. was his first appearance. Yes. Star Wars number eight, um, specifically, which was released in, to put this into perspective of what? 91. I'm uh, going to get. I'm just guessing. I wait, don't know. What did you say? 91? No. Before that. Yes. Way before that. Oh, yeah. You know what? It would have been before that. November 8th, 1977. Was that far back? It Holy was, crap. This is a character... That came out almost immediately after the movie came out. So I'm looking at the cover of this. It's Marvel Star Wars, uh, mm-hmm. Eight Against a World. Yeah, that's the name of the issue. That's you the, said it was November? Um, November. It was released so this was in, after the film came out, after yeah. Star Wars came out. Uh, it was re- it was on sale November, uh, but it was uh, the, the issue is uh, February 8th or something like oh, that. Oh, it's February 8th. It's, no, it says February was the day. Is what's on the cover. Okay. So, so it may have came out before the movie. We don't know. Um, no, I don't think it did. Because the movie was March. I mean, May, wasn't it? May comes after... November comes after May. But why does it say February? Uh, February 1978. Oh, it was 78. the cover date. I'm sorry. Okay. It, so they, they, they developed it in after the film, and it came out the year later. Yeah, all of this came out after. So that. Eight Against the World is the cover, which is very much like any like superhero team-up. Um, yeah. Except- you've got... A bunch of non-superheroes. You have Han Solo, a, Chewbacca. A very weird-looking Chewbacca. A very menacing, like, way less human-looking you know, shape Chewbacca. He's huge. And then you've got six other weirdos that are unexplainable. Off to the left is a porcupine guy with a cape that kind of looks like he might be in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he might have stolen Doctor Strange's cape, actually. Yeah, it's definitely a mix between Groot and Doctor Strange. <laughs> and a little bit of Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I was about to say there, a little Rocket Raccoon. Thing. Underneath Chewbacca's legs is a woman wearing a big feather boa. Her name, by the way... With a gun and some big earrings and jewelry. Uh, her name is Amaza, by the way. Oh, that's, a, that's Amaza. I've actually heard of Amaza. Yeah, Amaza is that, is that lady. 
underneath, behind her, is a droid with tank treads, which is amazing. Either that or sitting in a tank. I can't Or tell. sitting in a tank. Then, uh, next to Han Solo on the other side is a older man with long hair and a long white beard with a metal-ish body, and he's holding a lightsaber. Who is a character we might need to do an episode on because his name is the most, like, groan-worthy thing I've heard. How many, uh, exclamation, or, uh... No, 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 I'm going to say this. Don Dash Juan Quixote. No, it is not. It is Don Juan Quixote. That's amazing. So, uh, <laughs> off to the side behind him is a, a guy that is very nondescript. He's wearing a, like, a fisher's hat with, like, glasses up on top. He's got a vest on and it's blue and he has a gun. Total, like, just regular dude walked in the scene. Mm-hmm. But in front of them is a rabbit, a green rabbit, you know, like, almost like a rebel suit with yeah, two guns. Ra- it, it looks a lot better in that picture than it does in the comic. And um, I, I also want to point out the very He-Man-y looking uh, Luke Skywalker in the corner. Oh, up in the top corner. Yeah, yes, really it looks looking. like... He's got long hair. It's really weird. He, he very, looks very feminine, too. Yeah, it does. But, um, yes, Jackson. So it's like a it's like a superhero team-up, and in here, of all of these, one of them has has sprouted out and become part of the Star Wars culture, and it's Jackson. Jackson. Um, Jackson the Green Space Rabbit. Yeah, I, He's a character that is associated. He's like an infamous character. But in the end, like, I don't know what to say about Jackson in the sense that there's, of course, plenty to say about him. We're going to do an episode. He's weird. That's the best way to describe Jackson. There's something weird about Jackson. Uh, I thought Jackson was Usagi Ojimbo. I, you know what? I wouldn't have said like, is it that or Bucky O'Hare? Uh, I probably Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought that uh, years ago. I thought that was just him. Like you know, Yosaki Ojimbo. Uh, I might have been thinking of Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, Yosaki uh, Ojimbo. He's the the, the samurai. From, from yeah, but I I, I thought he, Bucky O'Hare. He looks a lot like Bucky O'Hare now. That I'm looking at that. Yeah, I know. No, when you look at Bucky O'Hare and look at Jackson, they are almost the same character. Yeah, same like, colors, same, yeah. I mean, um, Bucky O'Hare is probably cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I am curious, when did Bucky O'Hare come out? Because, Ooh, know, Which was first? Which was first? Jackson or Bucky O'Hare? <gasps> I'm going to put my money on Bucky O'Hare. No, I'm going to put my money on Jackson, because Bucky O'Hare I thought was like an 80s, mm. like, a, like an 80s thing. Okay, he was developed between 1978 and 1979, but was first debuted in the public in 1984. So he's a total ripoff of Jackson. That is such... (laughs) I don't know if you want to claim that for the... I've claimed it. (laughs) (laughs) All you Bucky O'Hare fans, which... I mean, the the common thing is they're both wearing red and they're both green rabbits. Green rabbits is the common part. Yeah. You don't see yeah. any green rabbits out green there. Green space rabbits, specifically. That's true. This isn't like, uh, you know, some furry, like, anthropomorphic animal character that... No, it is a space make. rabbit. Yeah. Of course, um, if you want to see... By the way, before we... If you want to see absolute terror, go on Jackson's made Wikipedia page, because the picture is almost terrifying. Yeah, it's very, like, uh, it's, it's a very high-quality illustration. Yeah. But it is creepy. His eyes are weird. His, just even like the detail of his clothes, everything about it is like, ugh, scary. Yeah. 
But so let's talk about who he is and what he is and how he is. Um, is that comic his only appearance, or has he well, was he around? To answer that question, he's what makes Jackson such like an amazing like phenomenon to me is Jackson's only appeared in like six things. Yeah, so he, he there was a little run, so it was four issues of the comic that he was in. Yeah, it was four issues of the comics, eight for Aduba, Showdown on the Wasteland World, Behemoth from the World Below, and Star Search. And he also appeared in a like a they call it a fill in issue. It's when you're going between storylines. Okay. He also appeared in uh, so he appeared in one comic called uh, Star Wars sixteen, The Hunter. But I want to know is he appeared in in Star Wars eleven, comic number eleven is called Star Search. It says he appears in flashbacks. So does that mean he dies? I want to know. I want to know if he dies. I don't know why I want to know so bad, but I don't know does this terrible green rabbit thing go down in the comic? He also appears on a poster in, the, in, a, in a comic book somewhere, in a Clone Wars comic. And you may most recently may have seen him, is he's on the cover of, if you remember Star Wars comic number one, the new issues, Yeah, the there new- was an alternate cover with him on it. Um, there were 50 alternate covers, I think. There was like 45. Uh, no, I thought it was 75. It oh, was yeah, crazy. No, it was, it's ridiculous how many... Oh, but he was on one of them, and I was like, what is this weird mashup? But no, he's uh, he's an original yeah. Star Wars comic. Yeah, it's character. everybody behind like a door, and um, Darth Vader's got his... And Bucky O'Hare's listening against the door, like listening against the wall, and he's like, hello, anybody? I can hear you breathing. <laughs> Everybody's looking, and Chewbacca's looking angrily at Darth Vader. He's like, "What? I can't do anything about it." Yep. But it's a good cover. If you ever, if I, if yeah, I ever found yeah. one, I'd buy it. It's one of those ones I would have, I would have liked to grab. Yep. I don't own any variant covers. <laughs> <laughs> I only own a digital version. Yeah, that's that's how I read my comics, and that's I'm going to stick with that. All right. All right. So let's let's talk about them. Well, what do, what do we know about them? Well, he was rambunctious. He was the most <laughs> rambunctious of his family's 13 children. Very rabbit-like. Very Both rabbit-like. very rabbit-like. Uh, he made his way to Nar Shaddaa, where he began to form objects, quickly becoming familiar with the important elements of the fringe culture. What do we know about Nar Shaddaa? Nar Shaddaa is a moon planet of Nal... Is the moon of Nalhada, which has been turned into a, like, a city. But the city was sort of, like, mismanaged and is now a corrupt smuggler society, also known as the Smuggler's Moon. I know that all at the top of my head, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so we that's what we know about Narshada. <laughs> it's um, one of those places that they go to all the time. It's a city planet. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those... It's a smuggler city planet. In the in the extended universe, it's one of those places you, they, they do, they go to Because a lot. it's seedy. Yeah, it's seedy, and if you want like a seedy underbelly, Narshada's the good place to go. And in fact, uh, they just reintroduced it into the canon, starting with the comics. It's a, it's good for 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 material like yeah. that's the, that's the kind of place that's good for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that it's back because yeah. the Smuggler's Moon deserves to be existent. There's a lot of things that deserve to be. I hope a lot of them get reintroduced, even if only subtly. Yeah. Um. Uh, he was a mercenary for a short bit, short while, but um, sorry, uh. And uh, but when he decided he wanted to try his hand at smuggling, and he bought a WUD five hundred star yacht, christening it the Rabbit's Rabbit's Foot. Oh, that that's weird. 
I can see, like, that's like me calling it the human foot. I know. <laughs> like, that is a little weird. That is a little weird. But I will say this about the rabbit's foot. I really like the design. Is it cool? It's cool looking. Look at it. Will we see it in uh, X-Wing? That's what I was thinking. I was like, so I the, would love an X-Wing of this thing. It looks awesome. The X-Wing's miniatures game is a, like a miniature board game, dice game. And they've been making all these, like... Really cool ships like the Houndstooth and uh, all these really obscure things that only come that we only have pictures from due to like the essential guides and the yeah now like they only do weirder ships now I've noticed they've been well because they ran out of the regular ones <laughs> but um, the the rabbit's foot is slightly it's like Millennium Falconish in how it's it's asymmetrical yeah. Um, it's 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 Millennium Falcon shaped and it, it's also that it's a disc. It's like but it's disc. really kind of neat. It's kind of like the yeah, like the punishing one or the YT one two hundred, the yep. the Bright House Friendar ship. It's close, but it's just separate enough that it's really neat. Yeah, I, I really like it. It is. It's really. It's. I it's would love like, to own it, and I would like to see the uh, the artwork that they have for uh, uh, what's his name afterwards. No, oh, yeah, his card. Yeah, Jackson. That Jackson. would be so good. I would love it. You know, if they put that in X Wing, I'd be so excited. Um. All right, so uh, he accepted a job from Han Solo uh, to acquire funds to make repairs, which brings him into our, our universe. He became part of the Star Hoppers of Aduba Ad- uh, Three, a mercenary, f- mercenary force tasked with defending a small village of Anakra. Uh, um, they fought. Uh, he had to fight the Behemoth from the World Below. Yeah, this gets really weird from this point. So, Behemoth on. from the World Below. I would take that as like he had to fight like a Starlack. Is that? Is well, that, no, because this is nineteen seventy eight. That movie didn't uh, exist. Won't well, exist for six, almost six years, five years. It's true, but same with uh, Bucky O'Hare. And <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> Actually, the Behemoth from the World Below is fascinating. It's is really? really early because he's a really early like um like monster thing it's a little bit like uh i don't even know how to describe it it's like a goblin monster i can't tell the the scale of it yeah but i think of it as like like not like rancor but yeah there's something about it that i really like and it's because i think it's because when you first read this sentence it's insane that this stuff was like a thing in 1978 i think yeah like like, this is how early Star Wars was in its development, but we already had stuff like this. The Behemoth with the World Below is the result of an al- experiment in Sith alchemy by Sevis Va. The Sith Lord took a simple lizard on a Duba 3 and mutated it with the dark side, turning it into a colossal beast with the ability to shoot a blaster-like beam from its forehead. The Behemoth was developed to single out and to target any Jedi carrying a lightsaber. Wow, so it has like a little bit of like a Jedi magnetism, but forget all that. He shoots a beam from his forehead. Yeah, I can't. Fi- oh, I can't find. Fi- oh, wait, wait, wait. I got one. Yeah, I got one. I found a picture. Can you see? Yeah, it's it's that's that's insane. That's, that is insane. Um, and it only had two appearances in Star Wars nine and ten, which means that's that's old school Star Wars, and it sounds like new school Star Wars. It does. Sith alchemy and Sevis Va sounds like something that would come out this, like now. Yep. I think that was from the Clone Wars cartoon from today. Seven. Yeah. No. You wouldn't be surprised by that. That is interesting, and it's actually very—it's—it's it's weirdly, because Sith alchemy and all that stuff—that that came—that's more old Republic stuff. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, it's like the weird stuff. I mean, like there's even a little bit where it says Vas Va was killed at Rusan before he could return and finish his project, and Rusan is a major event in Star Wars um, history where all the Sith died out, and you know that's the like yeah, you know, so. 
Um, so, so Jackson was part of the team that you know yeah. had he was to part fight of, him off. Uh, the Starhoppers of Aduba Three. Yep. Uh, who consisted of many ridiculous characters that I really, really want to do like eight episodes on. Is, does it have anything to do with the characters that we've seen? Um, They're all on that cover. They are the characters. We made fun of the, Yeah, they are the Star Hoppers. They have a cool symbol. I actually really like this. They symbol. do have a cool symbol. It's, it's yeah. some, like a burst. It's it's very seventies. I would love that symbol for anything. Like, I, I don't know. Like, there's something really cool about that. Uh, there's a really cool picture of all of them. That's like a modern picture that somebody drew. Now. Those star hoppers, um, they're just in this couple episodes, all or a couple issues. Yeah, there's something it. incredibly. When are they going to come back? I don't know. They like, only they only come back in role playing resources. It seems. I could see a, a film on them, like Guardians of the Galaxy esque. It's very Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the same time period as like, yeah, you know that 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 whole feel in comic books mm-hmm. of this this superhero team up where they're all quite different from each other. They're all really weird and. Yeah. It, it, it's so... No two share anything in common. Yeah. So, basically... Um, but the Starhoppers themselves. Uh, they were a group of misfits. Okay, so they were misfits, which is usually a thing. Uh, organized by Han and Chewbacca to protect the simple farming village from the threat of Sergi X Arrogantus on Aduba 3. Awesome. They remained together for one mission. Just one mission. Uh, three of the surviving members... Whoa! Jackson, Amaza, Foxtrain, and Jim Doshin later reunited against the threat of bounty hunter uh, Bellier Valance, who believingly, mistakenly believed Jim to be Luke Skywalker. Weird. Oh, that is really weird. Um, they were dubbed sprites by Han Solo due to a joke that Mary Shen, who Han rescued from High Ounce, was not much bigger than a Wudean wood sprite. They were also known as the Amazing Eight. This is just crazy. This is like a... Could you imagine if they like if they you know went deeper into this in a Star Wars like offshoot film? I would be so excited. Like I would watch that movie. Well, I was talking about the other day where I said uh, I had mentioned as a joke to somebody that I think that um, this is a little bit unrelated, but it'll move into something that makes sense. Well, I was talking about the fantasy genre and how I think that the fantasy genre is stagnant because the only thing anybody does with fantasy is adventure. Yeah. While as sci-fi, the reason why I enjoy sci-fi more is because you can tell more stories. That's true. Yeah. And I was like, where is my fantasy heist movie, for instance? Uh, was the suggestion. It's called Rogue One. Yeah. And that's the thing. I was like, <laughs> after I was like, no, because... Star Wars can do that. Star Wars has well, done things like thing, that. That's the thing. That's why I, I, like, I'm excited for the spinoff movies. I'm very curious if the spinoff movies will go into other territories. Like, would there be a horror? I would film? love to watch a Star Wars like, horror movie. Almost like the uh, the the Night Sisters. Is that what they're called? The Night Sisters. Yeah, yeah that could be a, a horror. I'd watch that movie, and that's why I'm like, I would like to see. Um, uh, so to, to get into it, this whole plot line is a reference to the Seven Samurai, yeah, which yeah. is a famous. Uh, movie. Um, I would like to see that. And they did that sort of with the Clone Wars cartoon as well. Like if like Tarantino directed it. Actually, I was thinking that. Wouldn't it be if amazing? Tarantino directed a Star Wars offshoot film. Wouldn't it be amazing if the Hateful Eight came out and they was like, oh yeah, by the way, we're calling it the Amazing Eight now. Oh, and guess what? It's a Star Wars sequel. And here's Jackson. He's made his film debut. Oh, man. <laughs> there should be a Hateful Eight like uh, like poster, but done with the, the, <laughs> oh, that would the be Amazing great. Eight. The, ma- the Amazing Eight. So, poster. speaking of amazing, the name Amaza Foxtrain is the best name ever. <laughs> and I don't know a ton about her, but if she's not like... 
you know, a 1970s prostitute. Like, I don't know what is. And Amaze of Fox Train is a Quentin Tarantino name of all, like, like that whole thing screams Tarantino. Uh, oh, it is the, it's the feather boa, like the bikini, the white, white hair, everything about that, the red gloves. It is. Oh, no, this character. That is screaming for a Tarantino spinoff. This, this character is almost insane. Like, the, one of the weirdest things. I would almost say that it's probably crazier than Jackson. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's... Like, it, it, it's... There's something really weird about her. I don't understand it. Like... I mean, her whole like, thing is she was a human female who found work as a dancer, pirate, gunslinger, and smuggler. Yeah. Like, just right there. She has it all. <laughs> She's I, part of the Black Hole Gang, which is an amazing name. Yes. Uh, you know, and then she went on later to be part of the uh, the Starhoppers of Aduba 3. Yep. I There is something crazy. She was big in the uh, the fight with the behemoth. Yeah. Which I'm seeing a picture of its foot. It's huge. It's bigger than the Rancor. So oh, oh yeah. That thing is massive. Um, I, it's crazy. This whole thing. I. She's. This, it's super cool. Yeah. This uh, his whole this whole era in Star Wars is crazy. Yep. Like, just genuinely crazy. All right. So getting back to Jackson himself, um, you know, Green Rabbit in a spacesuit. That's you, that's the gist of it. Uh, we haven't much? talked about his species. Yes, he is a lepi, or. Which I think of leper. Like, before you say anything else, that's my first thought is leper. Yeah. Which, uh, it's, it's, all, it's a shortened version of it. This is, like, <laughs> what they actually call themselves. No, I'm thinking, his, like, his body parts fall off. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, I know. <laughs> but it is it is the real term for lepus, actually. It would probably be leapy. Yeah. Because uh, you're supposed to put, yeah. Because I'm saying it probably wrong. Um, are they all smugglers? Uh, no, but they might be. <laughs> <laughs> you would, you would expect that. You would expect that, given like I don't know uh, that guy's. Um, the, uh, yeah, uh, what is his name again? We did an episode on him. Who's that? In his whole entire speech. <laughs> Elan Lee's back in where all the species is, are drug addicts. Uh, so the Lepus carnivorous, more commonly known as Lepi or Leapy, were species of sentient rabbit ranging in color from green to dark blue. Oh. Uh, which yeah, does, not much of a range there. No, no. <laughs> their most distinctive features were their long ears and feet and buck teeth. Uh, native to the planet Cochell, Co- Cochell Prime, their high reproductive rate forced them to colonize the entire star system to avoid overcrowding. Uh, they were typ- typically gregarious individuals, although prone to bursts of anger if their family or species was insulted. Which is just something that Bucky O'Hare himself, Jackson, <laughs> is having a problem with. <laughs> they were constantly in motion and known for their speed. So, if you take every trait of a rabbit from Earth, put it into this character, you have the Lepus Carnivorous. Now, I just want to read you this quote, because I find this hilarious, and probably because I'm uh, immature. Okay. But I'm going to read this quote from Jackson, who was rebuking Warto. Uh, but I think this is hilarious. I'm no rodent. I'm more of what you call your basic lepus carnivorous, a meat-eating, rocket-riding rabbit to you, Junior. What do you? How do? What do you think his accent is? I want to hear that back. And what you think his accent is? Um, 
Well, cause I, I ain't no rodent. I'm I, trying to get the no. It wouldn't be that. It's, it's a little southern. Be I, it's I a little know, more. A little know, more New York. I know exactly what he's supposed to sound like too, and we both know what he's supposed to sound like. What's that? Bugs he's, Bunny? Yeah, he's supposed to sound like Bugs Bunny. That, he's supposed exactly. to have that accent. I don't know exactly what Bugs Bunny's accent is supposed to be. Meat eating rocket riding rapid to you, Junior. I just I want to point out, meat eating rocket riding does not sound right. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is just there's just no worse way you could put that, good sir. But yes, uh, Lepis carnivores were carnivores. Um, there were other notable Lepi. Yeah, there included the criminal Grubat Filch, who was executed by Jabba the Hutt along with everybody else, I'm sure, and the Tatooine colonist Hef, who was killed by Jodo Cast. That's so, crazy. I like that they put these other people in stories and then just killed them off. Yeah, well, that's their purpose. Because most characters, most Star Wars Extended Universe novels involve characters that we know or are explaining things we don't. Yeah, they they like to do connections. So it's, it's, it's which is fine. I'm not, uh, it's to be expected. But it is, it isn't, it does have a problem of that sometimes where it doesn't feel like characters. There are more characters in the universe that <laughs> exist. So a little bit about the, the Lepis, Lepi themselves. Um, they uh, lived underground, just yep. like rabbits. Um, of course they did. In burrows. Um, they were quick to anger and prone to violence, which I didn't know. Uh, but I guess he's like, he's very like... That's because Jackson himself is. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's very snappy. and uh, Their awkward appearance made them prone to mockery, uh, as they were particularly sensitive as being referred to as rodents. However, as a whole, they were typically gregarious species, quick-witted with a strong sense of humor. So they're funny. They're fun, but you, you talk about their mother, and they will come and get you. That's pretty much what I get from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lepi in the galaxy. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to read this. The Lepis carnivorous had large eyes, likely adapted for dark warrens, which gave them sharp vision. That occasionally led to the misconception that Lepi consumed space carrots, which were known to improve oh my God. eyesight. Uh, so... <laughs> It's one of those famous things you have to talk about when you talk about Bucky O'Hare. Uh, <laughs> Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> so speaking of Bucky O'Hare, um, they say that he also, uh, uh, what's his name, Jackson, bore a striking resemblance to two other characters. The cartoon character Bucky O'Hare, who debuted shortly after the Marvel run. Yep. And, uh, let me make sure I don't mess this up. Jazz Jackrabbit, which I could have messed up terribly. A platform game character. Yeah, exactly. Who's also a green rabbit. And that was a uh, mm. 94. So yes. this green rabbit thing was a big thing in the 70s through 90s. Yes. Um, yes, yeah. it is. Uh, um, Jackson called himself a Lepus Carnivorous. Lepus is Latin for Carnivorous Rabbit. So they didn't... They didn't Go too far in that one. No, they did not. They, did, <laughs> they didn't really. I don't think his species is actually called Lepis carnivorous. It's just that Bucky O'Hare himself. Jackson. You gotta call him. His name's Jackson. <laughs> Jackson called himself that. Um, but they also said Bugs Bunny used to use the term Jackson to refer to strangers. Yes, that is. Actually, we're going to get it. Let's, let's get into this now while we have an opening here. Jackson is clearly meant to be a reference, an homage to Bugs Bunny. Yes. He talks like Bunny. He's Bunny. Space Bugs Bunny. His everything about it, even the name of his planet comes from the fact that 
Uh, Bugs Bunny asks if you could direct me to the Coachella Valley and the Giant Character Festival in one episode. That's amazing. So his his planet is named after that, and that's that's great. I love that. That's yeah, a little that's, something that's, that's that's fantastic. Um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool little I, I like honestly. Jackson's one of these characters that I don't really understand why people have a lot of hate for. Maybe because it takes them out of the Star Wars universe. That's the only thing I can think. Because uh, they said that um, a common Leppy name is Trix, which is like the Trix Rabbit. You know, yeah. everything is just. It's clearly a joke, but yeah, like, exactly. It's just everything. It's it's rabbits in pop culture. Uh, you know, equals Jackson essentially. Exactly, and that and that's that's fine to me. I don't know, like, because there's like worse, stupider things, uh, things I find more offensive than Jackson in the Star Wars universe. I, I would agree. He doesn't look terrible. I mean, No, he looks fine. He looks creepy as hell. <laughs> ears are creepy. It just makes me think of Donnie it's, Darko it's a, and yeah. that bunny. Like, so, and to be completely honest, his name is nowhere near as bad as Don Juan Quixote. That's amazing. That's that's really bad. Why are people complaining about that guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> so so what else? What else is interesting about Jackson? Or well, for some reason he fought a, he fought a giant monster. He we, we know that we um he had a relationship with Amaze uh, Amaze was he hurt or pimp? Monstering might have been um like I uh, at some point during the series at some point during that that series he started hating on her. Um, uh, in fact, the quote is, uh, already have a Mesa, but did these floppies ears of mine detect a little affection in your voice? Hmm. Nah. Like my mother told my other, all 80 of us kids. Wait, there's 80? <laughs> I thought there were 13. <laughs> It'd never work out. Marry a nice girl from a nice borough. Oh man. So they, they were hitting on each other. And while not necessarily romantically linked, the two did strike up a partnership following the Aduba three affair, working together out of Jackson's residence on Nar Shaddaa. Wow. I want to read these comics. I definitely want to read these comics. I really want to uh, read them right now. They're probably hard to get, I assume. Yeah. But, I mean, like... So... I, I Just this character's fascinating to me. There's something, like, endlessly, like, interesting. He appears in four issues of a comic book series, but is so memorable from that comic book series that, like... It, that people, like, remember him, like, 30 years down the line. Yeah. Like... And, and definitely 30 years down the line. And they said they got rid of him uh, from remembering here. It's just he looked very goofy, didn't capture the imagination of the readers, which I can see that. Yeah. It's definitely, um, like, even on that cover in the new film, just the comparison of the, the muted colors of the characters we see and then Jackson's green, long ears. Maybe it's kind of like the ears. It's kind of like a precursor to Jar Jar. I would almost... You know, it might yeah. be the Jar Jar of the Star Wars comics if they kept them in for a while. If they kept them in for a while. See, that's the thing is that, like, that's what always weirded me out. Because when I first heard of Jackson, somebody described it as being a character that, like, was around all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a main character. And it's, like, super annoying. But, like, given that he only appears in, like, six issues of this series, like... It well, that's like if Jar Jar was only around for the first third of A Phantom Menace. Maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. And no, no, if, if Jar Jar disappeared after he led them to the city, nobody would... Like, everybody would think, that guy was stupid. But, yeah, like, we wouldn't have seen that scene with 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 Gra- Gragora. We wouldn't Gragora. have seen... Uh, we could... Like, it, it, it's... 
It's one of those things where we you would have seen what's his name catch his tongue. Yeah, you know? there would have been so much stuff that you that like when edited out, like would have been better. I mean, we could see the Phantom edit, which is like a, what an hour and a half long, and it's exactly tells the story short and sweet. Like, so, so um, I read an article with uh, Jason Aaron, and he's part of the creative team for the Star Wars comic book. Um, and it was an interview with him, and the one question was uh, the final question of the interview was uh, a simple word. Jackson question mark, and he wrote versus Jar Jar coming in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I would read that, and it's coming out this year. Great, we only have like three months, but uh, Jackson versus Jar Jar would be amazing. Well, the uh, thing is that Jackson could fire a gun. He's capable of hurting people. On the cover of that issue, he has two pistols in his hands. He can kick people too. He has you know what I'd like to see Jackson versus Jar Jar in? What? An epic rap battle in history. Yes. Could you imagine Jar Jar rapping and then Jackson basically just being Bugs Bunny rapping? That would be so good. <laughs> I would I would love that. It'd be so good. I mean, like, Jackson doesn't really do like he kill he kills a giant monster. He's he does, he's yeah. better than he's better than Jar Jar by a mile. I will yeah. say that. Like Well Jar Jar is a senator. <laughs> by by Jar Jar also causes everything uh, to happen with the um, the Emperor. Um, yes, Jar Jar is responsible for everything. He is. So, um, is there anything else about Jackson before we move on to our our toy talk segment? Um, actually, yes. I would like to talk about a little bit about um, Jackson. You know, he was quick tempered. <laughs> Street smart. Uh, no. uh, he was known to fire with two blasters and was capable of using only one. But okay. uh, I don't know why they felt the need to do that. Okay. Although his species was omnivorous, Jackson was inclined towards eating meat. He disliked space carrots and enjoyed a good steak over other foods. Although not over overly religious, Jackson was known to exclaim to the holy hutch several times over his career. Wow. So, uh, I I just want to talk about this Holy Hutch real quick for a second. The this Holy Hutch. The Holy Hutch is their religion. Now, it's taken a little bit to come up. Um, but I believe a hutch is a, is a rabbit thing. It's well, a hutch is essentially where you keep your rabbits. Like, yeah. they did not go subtle in this. No, and a that's hutch the problem. is, like, just a rabbit cage on an outdoor rabbit cage. Yeah, so, like, the idea is that, well, that's heaven? That's... Yeah, the heaven... It was an exclamation used by Jackson, uh, referred to the sacred home of the species. During his attack against the behemoth, uh, he mentioned the heavenly hutches when he was nearly kill- killed by the beast. He also mentioned Holy Hutch when he was captured by bounty hunters loyal to Baylor Villance. Yeah, and wow. I just uh, there's a couple of little back background stuff I'd like to talk about. Okay, um, here's here's one of my favorite uh, in Star Wars sixteen, the hunter naming two bounty hunters they were trying to capture Jackson as Daffy and Fud. Uh, you, you get that reference? I did. Um, it, uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that uh, out. That that's what he does in that in that one issue. He's he fights two captures named Daffy, yeah, and Fud. Oh, and um, he was so popular with several Star Wars authors, such as Jeff Grubb, Joseph Barganorgenog, nor no, I don't know how you say that, Bonagorno, Bonagorno, uh, Abel, Abel G. Pina, and most notably, Pablo Hidalgo. Uh, Jackson is usually cited as a character that represented the silliness of the Marvel Star Wars and has been cited by some fans 
and it's just been dismissed as some by some fans. Uh, this feeling of animosity was reflected in Star Wars Insider 83 article, 20 Most Memorable Moments of the Expanded Universe, which placed the introduction of Jackson as one of the five goofiest moments in Expanded Universe history. Oh, people would hate it. Like, if he continued on, he'd be like the Ewoks of, of you know, of, of an earlier generation. Um, this led to Jackson being equated with the prequel trilogy character Jar Jar Binks on several occasions. Yes. I don't really see that. Like, uh, comic relief, the ears. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Like, the comic goofy. relief is the big thing. I, I, I guess it's just that, like, I, I don't know. I guess you imagine a, a, like a CG Jackson. Oh, no. Like, like that, no. like that illustration version too. That's real creepy. Oh man. No, don't even suggest that. All right. Well. Yikes. Um, before Toy Talk, I have one image I'd just like to show you. Somebody did a, 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 a piece of art called Raw Rats. Oh, yeah. And it was essentially just like a cover, but it features... It's just a fake comic book, but it's it's Jackson and uh, Amaza Fox Train. And then somebody else. In her all her glory. And, and Jolly the Space Pirate. Um, it's just such a good piece of art. Whoever did that is amazing. I would I would read that comic. Raw Rats. Yeah, Raw Rats would be amazing. Star Wars backwards. It's and it's like Star Wars as done by uh, Quentin Tarantino. I would I would watch I would read the heck out of that. Uh, so and uh, before we get into uh, into toy talk, just a little bit. Jack uh, Jackson himself is sort of more of a character that we see nowadays as cameo pieces in several Star Wars things. Yes. Because he's so infamous that we wouldn't put him in another story unless it was like another Tales of or something. Yeah, of course. But uh, there is one image I wanted to point out because I think it's funny. Um, There is in an episode of The Clone Wars, I can't find the particular episode, there's a skeleton that looks oddly familiar wearing a very similar outfit to... It's a skeleton that has buck teeth and it's wearing like the Rebels red space uniform. It's not quite the Rebels, but it's the one Jackson's obviously wearing. Yeah, and it doesn't appear in the cartoon for a second. That is like the equivalent of uh, J.J. Abrams putting a a Jar Jar skeleton in the background. Exactly. (laughs) Like that just is showing somebody's complete like (laughs) distaste for that character. And it's amazing. Or uh, it could just be an homage. Exactly. Who knows? It's great. It's a great little extra. It does tell us he's not with us anymore, though. No, that was in the Clone Wars, so that's a different one that looked exactly like him. Okay. So, that's but true. he's no that's, longer that's canon. Before. He's no longer with us because he's no longer canon, though. So <laughs> that helps out everybody. You know, we lost a lot of good things with the expanded universe being dismantled, but we gained a lot of good things. We we gained some by removing some. You know what I mean? Yes. We 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 may have lost the the uh, the wide five hundred. Also known as the rabbit's foot, which I think is a cool-looking ship. But we gained the knowledge that Jackson is no longer a thing we have to worry about appearing. Is Bucky O'Hare still around? <laughs> I think he is. He's probably done by, what, Archie Comics? And he looks... Uh, yeah. And he's like Sonic the Hedgehog now? I'm sure. So, as far as Toy Talk goes... Toy Talk! Uh, I don't think they actually made a, car- a figure for him. It no, was, if they did, I'd be surprised. Well, I've seen one that's a, um, like, like a mock-up. Somebody did an image. It looks really good. Um, the, they, there was a poll in 2011 of who the next Star Wars fan-favorite character should be. And uh, he was up for it. Jackson was actually up for it, but did not win the poll. Uh, There's a couple um, of customs. Yeah, there are definitely some customs I've seen out there, and... Like, this one has bendable ears. 
you know, uh, it has a helmet that can go under over, over the ears. Like, it's, it's pretty cool looking. Oh, yeah, that custom one. Yeah, that one's pretty sweet, actually. They put a lot of effort into that, if that's not Photoshop. <laughs> and while there aren't that many toys, there's quite a bit of cosplay. Every so often, you'll see somebody dressed up as a, uh, as a Jackson. I've seen a female version. Wow, um, really? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Uh, so Jackson, if you're going to like a Star Wars convention, that's the one to kind of pull out like the ice cream maker guy or something that, you know, you're going to get a lot of attention from, yeah. from the hardcore fans. Yeah. If you, if it's a good one to do. Yeah. There are a couple of custom, uh, there's, yeah, there's definitely custom seen. toys. Yeah. Uh, there's one in particular that I actually quite like, which is in a, on a card, a custom card. Uh, I did see that one. Yeah, that one's pretty sweet. Um, however, I've just noticed that his head is Usagi Yojimba. Going back to that. <laughs> well, they got to use something as yeah, a... as the base head. His head is Usagi Yojimba from the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toy line. There was a there's a custom of the entire Amazing Eight. Yes. Yeah, so uh, somebody did all of them. And uh, they did a really good job with them. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them don't look exactly like, you know, what, we, what we've what we seen of them. Uh, like, they used, like, 2-1-B to be the droid um, on top of the tank treads. Um, they used Luke to be that very generic-looking character that was in the background. Mm-hmm. And they used some sort of, like, <laughs> walrus man to be the porcupine-looking thing. I guess it is a porcupine. I don't know. It's it's neat. It's a cool little like image mock-up of all of them. I think the worst one of all is uh, Amaze of Foxtrain, though. Probably. Amaze of Foxtrain. She doesn't look anything like her. Yeah. Uh, and that's amazing. It's, it's a custom a, Mighty Mug. Of of Jackson. I would I would love that. If Mighty Mugs were there. like uh, like urban vinyl style Star Wars. They were big, big, like six, seven inches. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars toys. They were cool. Yeah, like I've that. made a couple customs myself, but I didn't do a Jackson. You should have done a Jackson. Um, a lot of pictures. I'm just looking up now. Uh, here's a picture of him fighting Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I could see that. That would would be a good. So well, actually, a fan art here. I'm surprised. I would like to see him pop up in just a Guardians of the Galaxy film. Actually, yeah, if he just showed up, he in would Guardians fit in that better than he'd fit in Star Wars. He absolutely would fit in the Marvel universe better. Oh, here's a here's a bunny version, a uh, Jedi version. With wow. an orange lightsaber, because carrot. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm just going through this. This thing is crazy. There's you would have so an orange stuff. lightsaber. Somebody's fan Jedi character, a Star Wars character. All right, I mean, so I guess uh, time for our final question. Yes. Actually, I do have one. Go for it. Jackson is no longer canon within the Star Wars universe, as we know, because everything was dismantled except for the movies and the cartoons, uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon and the Star Wars Rebels cartoon. And Those the comics are, and the comic And the comics now, and a couple of books. Which he's on the cover of the comic. Yes, he is on the cover of the comic, but that doesn't, that's, that doesn't count. He was <laughs> left out of that panel. I know. Like, shoved him out. Um, how would you fix Jackson to appear in an upcoming Star Wars comic? Or an upcoming Star Wars... Let's say that Jackson's going to be in Star Wars Episode Eight because okay. he's not appearing in Episode Seven. Okay. I would even go back. Put him in uh, Rogue One. Okay. That's like, that seems put- like a good... It's the time period for him. Okay. We'll put him in Rogue One. Um, so, by putting him in Rogue One, it gives me a distinct, like, like look and feel to him. Yes, because Rogue One's a little different than um, looking. The first thing I would change about him is he'd be a rabbit with ears that go down instead of up. A floppy-eared rabbit. Okay, he'd be floppy-eared? Uh, that would look better. Yeah. It's, it's less obnoxious. It fits with his helmet and things like that. Second, he would not be a green rabbit. 
Oh. He would most likely be... Um, I, I worry with Brown being, being too close to some things we've seen. Yeah. So Movie's already looking pretty brown. I think maybe like a white rabbit. That would be creepy. Yeah. Uh, white rabbits just freak me out. Um, white rabbit, floppy ears, no buck teeth. Um, definitely in that he'd have some sort of goggles or something. Cause it seems like everybody in Rogue One has some sort of goggles. Well, they, they all need to, you know, because of all the space debris that's hitting their windshield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like, I'm not saying it makes a lot of sense. And I would just tone down the colors of his outfit. Yeah. You know, maybe he has like a like a grays or something, or you know, or like like a, like the lighter oranges or something. Um, he wouldn't be the wisecracking character. He might be like uh, maybe a little more meditative. Um, yeah. Uh, he could be fast and and speedy, as like that's part of the rabbit's culture. Yeah. But um, you know, I would give him not so much like. I wouldn't define him by his species. I would define him by what he does and what he does for the team. Um, and maybe he is a good listener because he has those 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 great ears. So maybe he's a spy, you maybe. know. And and his his character is more um, like slick. And um, instead of wisecracking, maybe he's just like snide. Maybe you know, he's like the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Mr. Pink. Uh, I'm trying to think of it in a in a Tarantino universe. Yeah. You know what else it would remind me of is uh, it was a film by uh, guys doing Batman vs Superman. Um, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. What was the film? Uh, Sucker Punch. Yes. Uh, the uh, amazing Fox train could very well fit into Sucker Punch. <laughs> very much. So. And I could see him in as a, as a Sucker Punch esque character. Yes. So I would make him a little a little. A little sleazier, a little sneakier, and definitely tone him down. What would you, you know, do? I would do this. There would be some toning down of colors. We're still talking about Rogue One. However, what I would do is he wouldn't have his outfit. I would just remove the outfit entirely and just put him... Nude rabbit? No. I would put him in a rebel pilot outfit. Just, okay. just straight up, like, cut all the pretenses because his outfit looks like one. It, it's clearly like a... Like, just, just make it him a pilot, right? Keep his ears floppy, like you said. I'm okay with him being green, but it has to be a toned down more, more, like, yeah, solid, of course. like a, like a toner green, like a, like a more realistic toned Like a Jabba green or something. Yeah, like a Jabba like, green, like, like a, like a, like a dirty green. Yep. Um, his ear would be floppy, but the main thing I would do is that he would be rabbit-like. He would have a very rabbit-like head. And the reason I say that, like... He wouldn't be alienistic. He wouldn't have humanist features. He should just have a rabbit head, and it would look goofy, maybe, but with effort and a, and a well-put-together costume, I think it would look better that way. Yeah. In fact, actually, I was uh, passing by all this fan art as we've been going around, and there's a couple of them where they just give him a straight-up rabbit head, and it looks way better. In yeah, fact, yeah. actually, I would just make him look almost exactly like he did on the cover, and I'd be great with it. Yeah. That cover, the cover, Jackson on the cover looks way better than Jackson in the actual comic. Yeah, Jackson on the cover of Star Wars 8 looks more realistic and less cartoony. And yeah, and I think, like, if he just gave him, like, short ears, he'd be fine. Yeah. like Or short, not shorter ears, maybe just shorter ears, but floppy ears would be better. Um, and, like, yeah, for sure. Some of these fan art looks great, like, but I think it's because people know how to draw uh, <laughs> furries now, so so like, and they have a very good artwork community. No matter how much I can complain, you could say complain. 
So yeah, I think I think all that is good. It just needs to be toned down, and it needs he needs to um, like fit the universe. That's the yeah. biggest thing. Is he just doesn't he feels inserted into the universe and star wars isn't a universe where stuff can just feel inserted stuff has to feel natural exactly uh even from different planets it still needs to feel like it's in the same universe and like they breathe the same air and they you know exactly and i think that like doing that and um i i would maybe add some costume pieces of course maybe goggles like you said or yeah. uh honestly i'd remove his pupils like i have a picture here of him in a maze fox train and while the artwork is not great, I think the the head is right what I want it. Removing the pupils, yeah. is, is removing the pupils, making him red, making him more simply alien. Yeah, him exactly. Without making him too alien would make him perfect. And he's not cartoonish, and he doesn't have the prominent buck teeth. He can have buck teeth because rabbits do have teeth like that. Yeah, it but just doesn't like, need to be obnoxious. It doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to have him over his lip. He can have him behind his thing, and you can make because I mean, like you ever see. Um, Watership down the cartoon. Yeah, make it. Those rabbits are vicious. Yep, like they look vicious and they are vicious and they, they're scary. Yeah, making him a villain, like a vicious villain, would be that would be oh, creepy. Yeah, like and he you can, just like gnaws you. And he can like, and if he's a villain, you make him a little more like the floppy face, like rabbit, like where they're like where they when they've gotten older and they look a little wrinkly. Could you imagine him as like an imperial uh, commander, like? Oh, that would be perfect. Like, yeah, he sits right next to Akbar. Akbar is ridiculous looking, and if you don't think he, and if you don't think he is, then you have to reevaluate your thoughts because he is. Yeah. So you know, fish person, rabbit person, that's great. Exactly. Go with it. So I, I would remove a Maze Fox train almost entirely, though. No way. I would. I would. <laughs> she needs her own mini suit. She needs. She needs an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> she does need some clothing. That is important. So let's uh, do our little new thing where we go over some of the terms that we've learned. Do yes. we have a name for this? Um, vocabulary list. <laughs> that sounds way too educational. <laughs> um, here's your vocab homework for the week. Yep. Jackson. Is the uh, space rabbit. Green space uh, leppy smuggler. Uh, Nar Shada. Is the smuggler's moon. The, the city of... The city-wide uh, moon uh, that is a... Uh, it's a setting for many, many Star Wars tales. Yep, it is surrounding Nalhata. Uh, rabbit's foot. It's a WD, WUD 500 ship. Yep, uh, light yacht, a space yacht, yeah. specifically. Very is, similar to the Millennium Falcon, but it has its own... Uh, it has its own thing going on. Yeah, for sure. The behemoth from the world below. This a- is a monster created by Sith Alchemy to destroy <laughs> the world of Idubra 3 to kill, specifically to hunt any Jedi with a lightsaber. Exactly, and it's huge. It's it's larger than the Rancor. Yep. Uh, the Star Hoppers of Aduba 3. It's a. It's our funky bunch. Of, it's the funky bunch. It's the amazing eight. It's the seven Ronin. It's the. <laughs> it's all of those things. Yeah, it's Han Solo, Chewbacca, and a whole bunch of people that look nothing like each other, including Don Juan Quixote. A Mesa Fox Dream. He's a smuggler mercenary. Yeah, she's the uh, she's wearing hot pants and <laughs> feather boa things and a bra. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, Lepi or Lepus Carnivorous. Is a uh, race of space bunnies that range from blue to green and may or may not include Max from Sam and Max. <laughs> because there's a picture of him somewhere down the article because he does appear in a Star Wars that's game. That's true. Yeah. And that's it. That's another episode of Star WTF. Um, yeah. This one's one for the books. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the comic books. Ha! All right. So, so if you want to uh, catch us a line, catch us around, and uh, thank you all very much. Yep. 
And join us next time where we're talking about something somehow less important. All right. See ya.